The Bay of STEM Global Competitiveness Conference presents SAT Prep, Winning Test-Taking Strategies, Session 2, a professional development seminar. Featuring President Robin O'Neill and Jen Hagee of Passports to College and Test Prep Strategist Shyanthia Hembry. This workshop focuses on providing high school students tips on how to prepare for each section of the SATs, as well as some other valuable test-taking information. Without further ado, the Bay of STEM Global Competitiveness Conference presents SAT Prep, Winning Test-Taking Strategies, Session 2, featuring Robin O'Neill, Jen Hagee, and Shyanthia Hembry. Hello, glad to have everybody here. We've got Dung Dock High, right? Any other high schools? You all are Dung Dock. Glad to have you. Oh, we do have one. Western from Okay, Western. <laughs> Can you wave your hand? Western High, okay. Very good. How many are ninth graders at Dundalk? 10th graders? 10th, okay, getting started early, which is important. Juniors, okay, and seniors. Great, great. How many of you have taken the SAT at least once? A couple, very good. You can share some of your experiences with other um, classmates, okay? And we are gonna spend some time talking with you about how you can conquer this test, right? Go in with confidence. Uh, it may seem like a storm to you sometimes. These are um, clips from Katrina, and you might feel that you're gonna be overwhelmed by the SAT, but I'm assuring you that once you leave here, you'll have a pretty good idea about how you can conquer the SAT. We're gonna talk about the sections of the SAT, we have um, math that is going to be presented by Ms. Hornsby, Hemsby. And then I'm gonna be talking about the reading section and the writing section. There is another optional essay section on the SAT, meaning you're actually writing an essay, but it's optional nowadays. It, it was, it was um, mandatory a few years back. So we're gonna be providing information about the test as well as um, some tips on handling the test questions that will be advantageous to you. So it's not a storm, it can be uh, a challenge, but we want you to work now preparing for the SAT. And how can you do that as a 10th grader? Um, you can uh, sign up or sign in to the College Board website and get all kinds of resources, questions of the day, practice tests, which you have a sample of here. Um, you can study vocabulary words. That is key, and I'm a I'm real, I'm a real stickler for helping young people understand the necessity for expanding your expanding your vocabulary. So those are some of the tips that are going to be necessary. Um, that necessary for you to conquer the SAT and you can start right now. 
Um, what do you know about the SAT already? It's awesome. How many believe it's awesome? It's great. Great experience. No? <laughs> okay, this is a, a quote by Maya Angelou. When we, when we knew what we thought we knew, we did okay. But once we learned something, we did better. And, and that's the goal of our session. Why take the SAT? What's the answer to this question? We take it to get in college, to um, be eligible for the NCAA Eligibility Center. What's the answer to this question? Why should we take the SAT? All the above, okay? In many instances with regard to scholarships, um, uh, college admission, there is a requirement sometimes for SAT scores. Okay, um, many schools, and you'll have to check those colleges that you're interested in, some do not require the SAT. They may ask you to select a test score that you want to present. Some colleges, not many, will not require any test, and some will give you some other options. So you have to check on the policies of the colleges you're interested in. Um, how many are athletes and are looking for scholarships, uh, athletic scholarships? You uh, can have some advantages if you do well on the SAT as part of the NCAA Eligibility Center. So check those out. See what the colleges are asking you, um, you know, what scores they're asking you for. Scholarship applications and grant applications often require that you submit uh, SAT scores, essays, that kind of thing. So having some knowledge about the SAT now will help you in, in your search for scholarships and grants. Uh, taking it more than one time is beneficial. I know you want to groan right now, but uh, you'll see in just a second that if you uh, um, take it more than once, you're going to be able, uh oh, sorry, if you take the test more than once, you'll be able to report the best score in math, the best score in reading, the best score in the writing section. So it's not a matter of, I took the SAT last week, I report the results of that test. No, if you take the SAT a couple of times, you can choose between the scores that re you receive uh, on one of the tests on the other tests, especially if those tests are improved, you know, from the other test. Everyone understand that? So it's beneficial for you to take it more than once. If you can take it three times, um, there are some advantages. Uh, please, please consider talking to your counselor about waivers. Um, the SAT, in order to take the SAT, as many of you know, there's a fee for taking it. But you can con uh, contact your school counselors to see if you are eligible for a waiver of that fee. So check that out early. Um, wanted to uh, let you know that we're going to be providing some tips uh, for improving your scores today. We're going to be talking um, about the math section, and you'll learn about that as well as the reading and the writing section. I uh, wanted to urge you to become friends with number two pencils, okay? 
because that is the only instrument that you can use on the test. You might have some other favorites at home, but this is the only one that is permitted. How many uh, use their calculators in the SAT when you took it? Did you use, okay, some parts of the test offer you an opportunity to use a calculator. Others say no calculator to be used, okay? So be mindful of that. Um, we're gonna ask Ms. Hemsby to come up now and she's gonna to talk to you about the math section. In your chairs are some materials that will be used during this section, at, uh, during our session today, and you'll be getting some more information from me. How many need a number two pencil today? You're gonna to need it for um, the math session. It's, uh, well, all of them, but we'll need them back, okay? All right. Okay, so you have pencils coming around. Let's see who we have. And you may have said this, but I apologize. I had to step out for a quick second. All right, what classes do we have represented? Any 2020s? Uh-oh, uh-oh, 2020. Can we just give a round of applause to 2020, please? Okay, that's a little weak. Okay, come on, because we're going to clap it up for your class. Everybody clap up. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, we, we salute you all, okay, for actually being here because there's so many different opportunities in the building, and I'm so glad that you took the time to come to our workshop, even though the class of 2020 is already done, right? Y'all are done with the SAT, right? Y'all like, I'm, I'm done. We're not taking that anymore. Okay, cool. What about 21? Who's in here? Okay, all right, 21. Clap it up for 21. Okay, all right. Okay, awesome. And 22? All right, clap it up for 22, yes. All right, our sophomores in the building. How about 23? Freshman. What happened? Oh, okay, he's not a freshman for real. Okay, any freshman for real, that's good, because I have a special prize for freshmen. Uh, no, not if you are one. Okay, so uh, do we happen to have any eighth graders? Sometimes they come. Okay, are you eighth graders? You know what, I mentioned prize and now you wanna participate. Okay, no problem. All right, so my name is Cheyenne Thea Hembry. I actually um, am a test prep strategist. So you're in the right uh, building, well actually in the right room um, for this today. And we're actually going to go over just a few, just a few math tips that I think will be awesome for you to implement when you take the test. How many are taking it in March? Raise your hand. Okay, March 4th or March 14th, right? Anybody taking the ACT? I'm always curious. Okay, you are working, girl. Diversify your scores. Awesome. All right, if you actually have not taken the ACT, you may want to do that, okay? Just a practice test, see, you know, what you, um, what you have. Now, one thing that I rarely do, okay, I want everybody to take out your phones. Uh-huh, yep. Take out your phones, okay? Now, most times you come in, you get a workshop, you, you listen to somebody, you get some good tips and you're done, okay? I don't like that in the sense that I don't want our relationship to end here today. So everybody go to Instagram, because I know you have one, and I want you to go to um, follow us on Instagram. I want to pull it down here so you can see, okay? I want you to follow um, us on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Oh, if you want, if you want me to follow you back, yes. But I know that sometimes teenagers do not want me to follow them back. Okay. So 
My Twitter is here, Butterfly Works. It's Butterfly underscore Works, and Instagram is Butterfly Works. If you put your info in, okay, if you follow us, okay, and you DM us with any questions or anything, we'll get right back to you about those things. And we have a drawing coming up um, this week so that we can actually give away a practice test. Like some people actually just need to practice, okay? All right, so let's jump right in. Now, this is the entire test. Actually, it's not because you have the optional essay at the end, okay? But we're just dealing with the multiple choice sections. You have reading, you have your writing language, math with no calculator, math with calculator, okay? Then you have the essay at the end. How many are taking the essay? Do, how many know that they need to take the essay? Like your school requires the essay, you know that for sure? Yes, very good. How many do not know that their colleges need the essay? Raise your hand, be honest. You do not know at this time. Okay, that's good. You do not know that, you're, that you need to take the essay. Now, if you go to College Board, you can actually find out if your school requires the essay or not. Because it's optional, you can't show up at the test on test day at 1230 like, hey, I'm just here to take the essay. You have to take the whole test all over again if you do not take it the time that you need to. So I don't want you all to be in that position, okay? All right, so we have our math test. How many questions do they give us in math? Uh-oh, math with no calculator. 20. The last five are gridding questions. These are the ones that do not require, oh, they actually do not have multiple choice on them, okay? You get 25 minutes. Is that enough time for 20 questions in math? No, okay, I agree, okay, all right. Our topics are algebra, you have advanced math and geometry. You see that little puny number for geometry? Who's really great at geometry? Okay, I am too, and I'm kind of mad that they don't have enough geometry on there. But you know what test does? Ah, oh, who said it? Ah, okay, I want to just show y'all something. All right, you see that geometry has three questions in the math um, with no calculator? How many are in the calculator section? Three. That's a total of how many? Do you know that the ACT has 27? ACT is another test that you can take for entrance in college. In any college, they take both tests, SAT or ACT, okay? So look into that, okay? ACT.org, write that down. Uh-huh, ACT.org, okay? Now, what I wanted you to know is that the different sections of the test have different things on them, okay? What is the difference between the math with calculator and the math without calc? Anybody see anything different in the topics? Ah, say it again. Problem solving and data. Okay, now these are your probability, ratio, averages, all of those. Who's great at prob probability? Okay, yep, probability, yep. Anybody's great at ratios? Figuring them out? Okay. Now, this is the section that has those. It's the only section that has those particular type of questions. So when you get to the calculator section, I want you to rock it. Can we agree to rock it? Okay. Uh, who said, uh? Okay. I want you to actually do that, okay? All right. So on this section, okay, I want you to make sure that you know what 
raw score you need to get the question, the answers that you want, okay? So here we have the scale score. We have the math. You all see this? Can everybody see? Okay, so you have scale score, <clears throat> evidence-based reading and writing score, they combine those, and then you have your math raw score. Now, someone give me a math score that they want. 580, who said it? You say 580, okay. Let's just go there. 700, okay. Let's do both. Now, you have 580 here, right? 580 is your scale score. How many raw score points do you need for math? 34, okay. I'm gonna use this as an example. Now, if this gentleman wanted to get a 580 on the test, because he knows that with a 580, I can get into the school that I want to get into, okay? Now, when you're on the test, there are 58 questions in the math sections when they combine them, right? One section has 20, the other one has 38. Combined, that's 58. Does anybody remember how many minutes you had? 25 minutes in the non-calc, how many in the calc? 55. If you add those together, that's what? 80. Oh, awesome today. Okay. You have 80 minutes. Now, originally, they wanted you to do 58 questions in 80 minutes. Correct? That, is that a lot of time? For math. 58 questions, 80 minutes. Okay. Not a lot of time. Now, if you wanted that 580, Look at how many questions you would need to answer correctly, 34. Now, if you now have 34 as your focus number, your target, but you still have 80 minutes, do you have enough time now? Yes? Yes, you do. What happens to your time when you have, like you feel, what happens to you when you feel you have enough time? You take your time, you do, someone say you do better, Yes, okay, that actually happens, right? It works, okay? So I just wanted you to see, you should know your raw score target when you go into your test. A lot of us, we just go, you know, we're like, okay, I'm gonna just do my best. Okay, but you need to have a strategy. Write this down. Now, later, never. Now, later, never. Now questions. Let's imagine that we're in the 20 question section of the SAT. Okay, we have 25 minutes to get as many questions out of 20 correct. The first thing I want you to do, okay, let me, you tell me. If I only had 25 minutes, but I have 20 questions, which ones am I gonna do first? The ones you know, awesome. For your noun questions, that's what they are. The ones you know or the easy ones. Write that down, the easy ones. You do the easy ones first. Because all of the questions, you get one point for each one. You don't get two points for the hard ones and one point for the easy ones. They're all one point. So why waste your time? Like why do one problem for four minutes when you can knock out three problems in four minutes? Which one would you do? Uh-oh, which one would you do? The three problems or the one? The three, excellent job, okay? All right, so later, 
Later questions are the ones you use a strategy for. Write that down. Use a strategy. Use a strategy, and I'm going to teach you a strategy. So you want to use a strategy. You're listening to SAT Prep, Winning Test-Taking Strategies, Session 2, a professional development seminar featuring Robin O'Neill, Jen Hagee, and Shyanthia Hembry. Brought to you by the Global Catalyst for Change, the Bay of STEM Global Competitiveness Conference, where we make the untapped potential possible. Be sure to check out our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. How many of you plug in answer choices on your calculator? Raise your hand. Awesome. Did, it, did anybody over here raise their hand? Nobody? You do? Work it. Okay. Now, when you're on the test and you actually have multiple choice questions, you can plug in answers, right? You can plug those in. Let's take a look at that. Did you know that all of the question, the multiple choice questions are in order from least to greatest or greatest to least? What order are these in? Greatest to least, right? Okay. And without even doing this problem, okay, because this is a fairly simple one. Barbara and Sharon share an apartment that has a monthly rent of $1,200. If Barbara pays 150 more than twice the amount Sharon pays, how much does Barbara pay? All of these amounts are Barbara. We could plug in an amount for Barbara to find out how much Sharon pays. Now, if you notice that all of them are in order from greatest to least, which ones would you plug in first? Anybody know? 650, you would do D first? Okay, which one? You would go with C first? Okay, this is the trick. You have four questions, correct? Yes, okay. You have four, not questions, I'm sorry. You have four answers. You have four answer choices, okay? The two middle ones are the ones you should pick first. Let me show you. What if 700 is too small? Which ones can we eliminate? Yes, we can eliminate C and which one? D, now you gave yourself a 50-50 chance of getting it right. Did you see that? You just knocked out half your problems by plugging in one of the middle answers. Now, if 700 and 650 are too small and we plug in B, and B is not the right answer, what's the automatic answer? A. If we plugged in A and A was wrong, which one would it have to be? You now have your answer. You cut your time in half. Okay, so that tip is if you are on the multiple choice section and they have all of them in order from least to greatest, you have your calculator, plug in B or C. Can we agree to do that? Yes, thank you. Okay, good. All right, that was tip number, actually that's tip number two. Okay, this is a strategy that I really like. Let's see if we can get it here. Now, Oh, and for that problem we just did, the answer was B. Okay, Michael is twice as old as Janet is and half as old as Tito is. If Janet is J years old, then how old is Tito? Ah, uh, do we have to do any algebra? 
uh, no, okay. Now, I want you to commit to this. If you see a problem on the SAT and it has letters, like variables, I want you to plug in a number. Someone give me a number. What is it? Seven, seven, I like it. Okay, everybody write this down, J equals seven. Janet is gonna be seven. We're gonna assign her seven. So she's seven years old. Here it says Michael is twice her age. So how old is Michael? 14, write that down. M equals 14. So now if Michael is twice as old as Janet and Michael is half as old as Tito, how old is Tito? How, how old? 28? Did someone say 28? Awesome. Put Tito is 28. Okay. All right. Now, somebody may not have gotten that. Let's break it down. If Michael is half as old as Tito, that means that Michael's age, which is 14, is half of Tito. Is it 14 half of 28? All right. Are we clear now? We're good? All right. Janet is how old? Seven. How old is Michael? How old is Tito? If we plugged in Janet, which is seven, which one of these would be my um, Tito? Let me know when you get your answer. Okay, I want you to be sure about it though. Okay, what's the answer here? D, yes. Four times Janet's age, which is seven, four times seven is 28, is it not? Okay, did we do any algebra? No, okay. Oh, just so you know, there's always other ways, right? There are always other ways. I figured out D just because if Michael is older than Janet, then A and B are eliminated because they would be smaller. It can't be C because that would be Michael's age, not Tito's. So what he did is he plugged in all of them, right? You plugged in seven where J was for all of them. And notice that he knocked out A and B automatically. Bam. He just got it. And then he knew that it had to be C or D, right? But then he did two times seven, knew that was 14. That's Michael. So it can't be that, correct? So it has to be D. D was our only other choice, okay? Now, go back to your now, later, never. I want you to leave with this. Now questions are which ones you do? Easies. Laters, you do what? Strategy. Never questions are the ones that you leave behind when you do the easies and the laters or I should say the nouns and the later. Who likes now, later candy? Okay, remember this one. <laughs> okay, so now, now or laters are done, correct? Now we're going to do our nevers. What should you do when you have a blank? Exactly, he has it, that's right. There is no penalty on this test, so I want you all to do this. L-O-T-D, write it down, letter of the day. You are going to figure out A, B, C, or D, whichever one you want. And as soon as the proctor at your exam says, you have five minutes, five minutes remaining, everyone, I want you to bubble in. If it's C, bubble in C, everywhere you see a bubble, okay? We leave no bubbles left behind. I want everyone to repeat that. No bubbles left behind. No bubbles. Uh-oh. No bubbles left behind. No bubbles left behind. 
Okay, good. You have three new strategies that you can use, okay, for this test. Remember, your goal is not to get all of them. Your goal is to get as many correct as you can in the time allotted. Do we get that? There's a difference, okay? All right. Do we understand our tips? We got them? Got them in our pocket? Clap it up for yourselves. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> all right. Um, some more tips, but we're going to be moving to the reading section and the writing section. So in your, um, in your seats were um, uh, two pages stapled together, okay? We're going to be using these, um, these pages to talk about the next sections. All right, um, let's talk about reading, especially on a test. Are you expected to read everything, every word, every sentence? You don't have time, do you, right? These sections are limited to a certain number of minutes. So we're gonna to have to read strategically, okay? What do I mean by that? How many of you, when you have um, you know, reading assignment, go to the questions first? How many do that, okay? That gives you a feel for what might be coming up, what you might be asked to do, right? So reading the questions first has some advantage. How many of you scan? You know, you have a long passage, you've got only two minutes. Scanning does what? What does scanning do? Yeah. I'm just telling you what I do on normal questions like these. Uh -huh. I just, read the question first, I scan through, and then I summarize. Okay, good. So scanning means you're just gonna take a rapid read of the passage, okay? And many times, excuse me, that gives you some, uh, some sense of what the writer, writer's purpose is, how he's, he or she is approaching the reading. So scanning gives you some other idea, gives you some ideas, and you summarize in your head, right? Now, strategically, you can do something else. You can read the first paragraph. Let's write that down. Just paragraph one, we're gonna read it. We're gonna read the first sentence of every paragraph that follows, right? Just the first sentence. And then we're gonna read the concluding paragraph. All right, why, why those sections of the reading? What's supposed to be accomplished there? Uh, you can generally like find out what the story is about okay. or like the, the beginning. Are we supposed to get a topic sentence in here somewhere? Yeah. In every Maybe. idea? We, we learned that in elementary school, but it applies here and can be very helpful. So strategic reading means we're gonna read the first paragraph real quickly. We're gonna read the first sentence of each paragraph we're gonna get the topic sentence in there somewhere and reading the last paragraph, okay? So some strategies to help you deal with um, these reading sections, many of, many of which are very long. On the back of your packet, you'll see a graph. We're gonna be using this graph, but if the writers of the test take the time to create a, draft, a graph or a, car, a chart, you can bet that they're probably going to have a question on it. Okay, so you're going to have to be sensitive to the 
graft, okay? All right. Now, given those strategies, we're going to start with that first um, reading section on the left. It's just one paragraph. What I'd like you to do is to quickly read the paragraph, and then this side, okay, Dundalk students are going to answer question eight, and over here, you're going to answer question nine, okay? Okay, this is a paragraph about, about Augusta Ada King, right? Okay, so that everybody has the, the right reading, okay? Augusta Ada King. Okay, our minute is up. I know it comes really fast. Okay, I need some phrases about what this paragraph is about, okay? I learned that, uh, that she designed computers. She was an early designer of a computer language, right? Ada, um, I'm sorry, Augusta Ada King. What else do we know about her? Yes. The answer is C. Wait, no. <laughs> no care. Okay, something we know about Ada, Miss Ada King. Um, she was born in 1850. No, 1853. She published a uh, set of 43. Published a set of notes describing Charles. Computer language. A computer language named after her. Okay. Is she famous? Very famous. Very famous. What else do we know about it? Um, the computer uh, was named after her. Yes, a computer program was named after her. Hello. Anything else? Ms. King, what else do we know about her from the reading? Mm -hmm. She Is she famous? She's famous because she was involved in uh, the designing computer. But what else made her famous? What else made her famous? Right here. Her notes. Well, yeah, yeah, they helped. Yes, uh, in terms of the history of computers, Miss Skelton has an answer. Okay. Um, she is inspired biographies, plays, novels, and even ah, feature she's films. Famous, and people have uh, honored her through movies, uh, plays. Okay. Other kind, maybe songs, we don't know, huh? Very good, yes? She was the daughter of uh, the flamboyant poet Lord Byron. Lord Byron. Have you ever heard of Lord Byron? Anybody? This is where reading comes in so handy, okay? Yeah. Starting, you know, with our ninth graders, tenth graders. Who's Lord Byron? He was a poet, very famous poet. So she is related to him. Okay, that becomes an important, um, that becomes important information as we're answering the questions, okay? So don't skip it. Um, I was gonna say the question of female pioneer in her field. She was a female pioneer in her field. Pioneer, right, in her field, yes. Okay. Because she was a female pioneer, it had made her into an icon. Made her what? It has turned her into an icon. Icon. What's an icon? Here's a vocabulary word, a you know, recent vocabulary word. What's an icon? Role model in a way, a symbol, right? Okay, with that basic information, we have to answer two questions. Question eight. The passage is 
And here's the key, primarily concerned about. We talked about, <laughs> we talked about a variety of uh, uh, things we learned from the paragraph, but the question says primarily this paragraph does what? Okay, the correct answer over here, C. Summarizing how and why she is celebrated, okay? How many had C? Very good. All right, very good. And the uh, question nine, and you have to watch the question carefully. The author of the passage would most likely disagree with which of the following statements? What's your answer? C? Anything else? We're over here. A? Why do you say A? Who said A? Okay, why do you say A? Because it really doesn't mention her family in it. it Not much. It only mentions who her father is. Okay, but most likely disagree. She was related to a famous English poet. Nope, nope. The answer is A. Look at the question again. Which one of this, um, which one of these would the author most likely disagree, right? Disagree, all right? The uh, A says her family uh, plays, her family history plays no part. That is not correct, okay? So all important, reading quickly, getting as much information as possible, and watching what the question is, okay? Everybody understand? Okay, now, attached to that is another couple of pages, and we're gonna use that to, um, we're gonna use that as a strategy, a, another example of strategies for this reading section. First you see this is stapled so that you see the questions first and then the passage. And then we've got a graft with this particular question. So that kind of uh, clues us in that we've got to pay attention to what the information on the graft in order to answer questions, okay? So we're going to stop there with the reading section can we give Miss Haley a round of applause for her awesome skills and writing? She's a, I mean, that's like her thing. That's her bag. She loves words. So, all right, we actually have a special guest, but you all know her. I was about to say, look, we have a special guest, but you all know her. She asked to um, say a little something about how things were last year. So last year, the reason why we picked this particular topic, I know we have seniors and juniors. Um, these, these ladies did a phenomenal job last year where some students who took the test earlier the year didn't do very well. After they came here, they took some of these strategies back. We started working them out. They actually scored a lot higher on the SAT. And the reason why I'm saying this is because you have to give kudos where kudos are. And also knowing that we're still in school. I know y'all like, oh my God, we gotta read. But we do this every day with our Chase Initiative. So I want you to understand why it's important for you to be able to do this, number one, right? And all of you that want to go to school, college, or even the military, it helps with your ASVAP. It helps with your, your processing skills. Those of you in the engineering department, it helps with that processing, learning how to do strategies step by step. 
Okay, so those are the three things that I need you to focus on. The next one is the more times you take this test, the better you are. And the higher your grade is, the more money you can get for scholarships. How many of y'all want to go to school for free? Hallelujah. Okay, so therefore you have to do well on these standardized tests. They're not going away. They're not. Sorry, they're not. So we need to make sure that we have those strategies. So that's the reason why we made sure that you all are coming here. So I know some of you are seniors are like, all right, I'm about to graduate. But it's important for you to understand how to do this, okay? And then when you get to college, these things, your teacher's not going to sit there and walk around with you and say, hey, underline that word because it's important. They're going to say, read this book and then catch me on that test on the last day of school after homecoming at 8 o'clock in the morning, okay? So be mindful of those things, all right? Um, so we want to give uh, kudos again to you ladies. Thank you so much for all you do. Thank you for listening to SAT Prep, Winning Test-Taking Strategies, Session 2, a professional development seminar featuring President Robin O'Neill and Jen Hagee of Passports to College and Test Prep Strategist, Shyanthia Hembry. If you have enjoyed this presentation, be sure to attend the Bay of STEM Global Competitiveness Conference. For more information on how you your company or organization can take part, visit www.bea.org. For college students, contact us at 410-244-7101.